0: This message was recorded live at the Ark Church in Conroe, Texas. Well, good evening and welcome to Healing Class. I'm ready. I am so ready to be here tonight and to share with you. And I've been praying and I I just know that God has a word, something for each of us. I know every time I study, I always receive something so sweet from the Lord. And so let's start off with a prayer. And then if you have your Bibles, first of all, see how we should do it first let's grab our Bibles first if you grab your Bibles after we say this together I'll tell you where to go it'll make it easier um, you can hold up your Bible this is my Bible, this is my Bible. it's God's Word to me it's God's word to it me. strengthens me it, strengthens it refreshes me, me. It refreshes it's me. medicine to me it's I love to read my Bible Oh my goodness, I do love to read my Bible. God's words are so good. They're so comforting. If you're ever going through a hard time, just pick up your Bible and read, and read it out loud. And often I'll have the Lord just speak to me right there. Something will come to me, and I'm like, okay, it's going to be okay. I'm going to be all right. It just calms everything. So if you want to open up your Bible to Isaiah 38... And then we'll go to Second Chronicles, if you want to leave it a, leave, a, leave a little tag. Second chronicles thirty two later on. But we'll start with isaiah thirty eight. I absolutely love to read the scriptures, and I love studying about healing, and as I did, the Lord just recovered me. He helped me in my soul, in my body, in every way God's healing works. I loved studying through Matthew, Mark, Luke, and John, and seeing what Jesus said and what the people did and how they received, and often as I would read, I would kind of step into a story and say, okay... I'm stepping into this story. What are the principles? What do I need to learn? What do I need to do? How can I receive just like this? And so we're gonna step into a healing story in the Old Testament um, tonight out of Isaiah 38. And we're gonna step into a man's life called Hezekiah. King Hezekiah, he was a king a little bit about him, but first of all, I didn't pray yet, did I? All right, so let's pray. I need to pray. I can get everything out, right? Father, I thank you so much for this night, and I thank you for everyone here. I ask you for hearing ears. They don't just hear me, but that they hear you, And I ask you too, Lord God, that each person here is enlightened. They see something different than they had been seeing or noticed before. I thank you, Father, they understand something different in their heart of who you are than they understood before. Thank you that you can light a candle in our heart and just move away darkness, depression, and disease and I ask you, Lord God, for your healing mercies to flow so freely in Jesus' name, Amen and Amen. So Isaiah thirty-eight, we're going to step into a man's life called Hezekiah. But I have to tell you, as I was praying and studying um, this afternoon and pretty much all day long, I have another scripture came to me. We'll just—I'm going to say this one—and we'll just hold it, okay? I think I believe you will see the. Uh, Lord unfold it, but it says this. It's a Jeremiah 15, 21. He says, I will deliver you from the hand of the wicked, and I will redeem you from the grip of the terrible. Depression can have a grip on our life. Disease can have a grip on our life, but the Lord says, I'm going to deliver you from the grip of the terrible. Any kind of angst or difficult thing that grips us is not God's grip. It's not his hand. His hand rescues us from the grip of the enemy. Now, when we meet Hezekiah, he's really sick. And there's a man named Isaiah, who's a prophet who speaks words of the Lord. He comes, he hears from the Lord Lord say, go there and say this to them. So he goes to Hezekiah and he speaks to him. So if we'll start in Isaiah 38. Let's see what he says. In those days was Hezekiah sick unto death. And Isaiah, the prophet, the son of Amos, came unto him and said unto him, Thus says the Lord, set your house in order, for you are going to die. You're not going to live. Hezekiah turns his face towards the wall and he prays unto the Lord. And he says, remember now, O Lord, I beseech thee, how I have walked before you in truth and with a perfect heart and have done that which is good in your sight. And Hezekiah wept sore or wept bitterly. He's like, that's not what I I want to happen. Now, this reminds me so much if you've gone to the doctor or something and you get really bad news. You get a diagnosis that says this one, most people die from this one. This one, we don't exactly have a cure for. This one just stays in the family. This is the Lord that's actually being nice to Hezekiah and saying, go and tell him, get everything in order. You're not going to live. It's very easy at that point to allow your emotions to get very dark, very depressed, a diagnosis, but this one's from the Lord. And what does Hezekiah do? He turns his face to the wall, and he prays, and he prays. He asks God, God, I've I've done everything that I know to do. You know, he wasn't perfect. I'll show you a little bit later that he wasn't perfect, but he pours out his heart before the Lord. I think it's interesting. He doesn't go, Isaiah, could you like start a prayer chain for me? Because I need people praying for me. He doesn't do that. He doesn't call his wife or wives at that time. You guys need to pray for me. He doesn't do that. And yet sometimes... If we get a bad diagnosis or something happens it's so easy to call the person you think loves you the most and go you know what just happened you know he does he he didn't do that. He turns his face to the wall or he gets himself alone with God and he prays. He prays. He prays. He prays. And I really believe God needs all of our heart praying. Can just your prayers turn a situation around? Yes. Maybe you haven't believed it, but God hears your prayers. Your prayers matter to him. Your heart matters to him. Before my dad went to heaven, he always was like, you pray for me, Joy. You pray for me. He wasn't saved at this time. I said, Dad, I will always pray for you. But the biggest difference in your life is going to be when you pray. You have to pray. There's some things I can't get for you. I can't get it for you. You have to go to God yourself. And if you go to God yourself, he will be to you everything. I can tell you who he is to me, but I want him to be that to you. And that's a lot of what we want to do here in healing class. We want to get you to the healer. We are not the healer. Jesus, the Lord God, is the healer. If we can get you to him, we can help you. If you'll pray and ask him for help, you'll receive anything you need from the Lord. He's so good and so kind. What does he want? Your prayers. He wants your heart talking to him. And doesn't have to be perfect at all for God to begin to move in your life. And what happens when God answers your prayer It does something to you. It does something more than just healing in your body. It does something where you're like, thank you. I actually have a relationship with God. God would do something for me. Get alone. Get alone with you and God. Pour out your heart to him and pray. I think this is amazing because the Lord sends a messenger that says, you're not going to live. He prays and something happens. Does anybody know? Let's keep reading. Ready? Oh, my Bible's upside down. I can't read that (laughs) way, even with my glasses. Okay, verse three. We read that one then. Verse four. Now, in another passage, this is written in Kings. Isaiah doesn't even get out into the court, and the Lord speaks to him and says, go back, I need you to go back to Hezekiah. He's not even outside of the court, so let me tell you this. It doesn't take long to change a situation if you'll get your heart before the Lord. One prayer can change something uh, pretty quickly where the Lord speaks again and a whole situation changes. I thought he just said he was going to die. He did. But look at verse 4. Then came the word of the Lord to Isaiah. Whoop, don't leave yet, Isaiah. He didn't say that, but... Basically, go and say to Hezekiah, Thus says the Lord, the God of David your father, I've heard your prayer. I've seen your tears. And behold, I'm going to add unto your days 15 years. That's what I'm going to do. I heard your prayers. I saw all your tears. He sees us in the middle of the night. He sees us first thing in the morning. He knows what's hurting us. And he goes, This is what I'm going to do. I'm going to add 15 years to your life. And, and, he didn't have to do this, but he did it. This is the kindness and the goodness of the Father God. This is his heart and love towards us. And I'm going to deliver you and this city out of the hand of the enemy, which was the king of Assyria, and I'm going to defend this city. I love this. I'm like, Father, he's just asking for years. He's asking for life. But God says, I heard your prayers. And by the way, I happen to know you're having a problem with your job too. The city's in trouble. And the city needs deliverance. And the city needs a defense too. So not only am I going to add 15 years to you, I'm going to make this situation good too. So I'm not going to just add years to you. They're going to be good years. I'm going to deliver you, I'm going to defend you, out of the hand of the enemy. Hmm, sounds a lot like that one verse I got in the beginning, out of the grip of the terrible. If you felt like you're in the grip or disease or depression or darkness has had a grip on you, God's like, "Mm -mm. I'll take you out of that grip. It doesn't have to dog your tracks. You don't have to be afraid of that at o- anymore. He delivered Hezekiah. The city said, you're coming out of the hand, away from the hand of the enemy. I like that. Isn't that good? Do you know how kind God is? He not only can heal you. He wants to heal you and he wants to heal a lot of different things in your life. Let him do a whole complete work in you because sometimes those things that are bothering you aren't helping your health and the Lord's like, okay, so you need healing in your body and we need to clear this up too. And he's like, I'm going to do all of that for you. Isn't that good? God is just so good. He's, he's wonderful. Now, I want to encourage you here before we go on to pray. Pray. If we're going to step into his story, pray and share your heart with God. And listen, and don't be afraid that it has to be perfect. It doesn't have to be perfect. So I'll tell you a story. I was was right before I was married. I had I was staying at my sister's, and there was this guy that followed me. Came into my sister's apartment, closed the door, and tried to rape me. Yeah, I know it was terrible. Um, so he was choking me, and I, you know you you try to fight back, and you're like, I can't believe this is happening to me. So he's choking me, and I, I had this thought. It was so clear. He's stronger than I am. I can't, I can't get out of this. And I put my head back and I just out loud prayed, God help me, oh God, oh God help me. And he slams his hand on the, on the couch and he runs out. When I called the police, they said, number one way to get rid of a predator is pray out loud. I went, that's what I did. So I was sharing this with an older Christian. I was kind of new to these things, and, and I was sharing it, and he said, So, so what did you pray? I said, I just prayed, God help me, God help me. That's just what came out. He said, Did you, did you pray in Jesus' name? I said, I forgot that part. I didn't pray in Jesus' name. He says, You should always be praying in Jesus' name. I said, and I, I have to tell you, okay, this is ridiculous, but I was very distraught over that. I thought, I can never tell anyone that story because I didn't pray in Jesus' name. I prayed wrong. I prayed wrong. I didn't mean to pray wrong, God. I, until finally it dawned on me, but you didn't get raped. So the prayer worked. You were delivered from the hand of the enemy. He had to go. God rescued me. So you don't have to have it perfect, but pray with what you do know. Ask God to help you. I think you'll be pleasantly, wonderfully surprised at what he'll do for you. So Isaiah, you know, Isaiah tells Hezekiah this, and Hezekiah is like, um, okay. So first you tell me, I'm going to die. Then you come back. You're not even out of the courtyard. I pray, and you say, I'm going to live now for 15 years and all this stuff. Is there any kind of sign that you can give me like so that I know this is going to happen So he asked for a sign And the Lord says I'm going to give you a sign Now I'm going to paraphrase this part Because Just for time here so he says, what I'm going to do is, there was a sundial in those times. Did you know, do you know a sundial? They had a sundial. It was like a big clock, how they told time. They did it with the sun, and it shaded certain things, and they knew what time it was. So there was a sundial of Ahaz, and he asked him, he said, do you want the sundial to go forward? as a sign to you or do you want it backwards and in Kings it says well if you go forward it's not that hard to do but the sundial to go backwards okay that's a big sign so he goes all right God says the sundial is going to go backwards now if you don't understand that because the sundials outside the sun do you know what that means I didn't know what it means I looked it up so If you know, that's good. I didn't. But it means the earth has to stop rotating around the sun. It has to stop and go backwards. Only the God of heaven and earth, the creator of all things, your creator, could stop something and make it go backwards. The the earth stop. In time and go backwards. Can God reverse things? Can God put things back in time? Can he recover you? Can he cause you to return emotionally to the way you were and were intended to be? Can he cause you to be happy again? Can he cause you to feel the way you did and have full strength before any disease hits your body? Yes, he can. He can recover you. He can reverse things. He can pull back time. He can pull back your situation to where you're no longer sad, you're no longer sick, you're no longer diseased. That's how big a God we serve. So just in case you thought that what they told me was this leads unto death. There's a scripture, Psalm 79, 11. It says, he preserves those appointed to die. I like that. Because appointments can be canceled. If there's an appointment to die, well, there can be an appointment to live, but that doesn't have to happen in my life. Don't you cancel appointments? Doesn't the doctor cancel them on you? Mm -hmm. (laughs) yes occasionally he does right it can be cancelled you can be preserved you can live and not die God can reverse things pull it back in time I love that the creator of the heavens and earth that was a big sign big sign Hezekiah went okay I've got 15 years and he's going to defend the city and he's going to deliver me out of the hand of the enemy. I love what God does. And he wants to deliver you too. He's so good. So Hezekiah, he's really happy about this. This is good news, right? And he writes this psalm of thanksgiving. And he's like, oh, I, I almost, I am, I'm paraphrasing this. I almost like almost had to leave this earth early. I was mourning like a dove. I was asking God if there's any way for me to be eased from all of this. I mean, I mean, God, I needed His help. And then in verse 17, I'll t- try to quote it. He says, "Behold, on my peace or on my life came great bitterness, but God, in love for my soul, delivered me from the pit of corruption." and cast all my sins behind his back. I'm going to praise him all my days. Because if you die, if you're in the grave, you can't praise. It's the living that can praise you. I'm going to praise you. He says before it, I'm going to walk humbly before God all my days. I'm so happy. I'm so thankful. And aren't we all when we get good news? We're all really, really happy. We're like, yay, he said I'm clear from cancer. I'm really happy. Okay, that's a natural reaction. Natural. but We want to stay thankful always, too. A natural reaction when you get bad news is to go, oh. God now what we want to do is we're stepping into Hezekiah's stories pray at that moment if you get bad news or you have a really bad day or you can't sleep at night pray and we're going to ask God for help there and when God gives you something a promise and tells you something grab a hold of it and praise thank him for it thank him Lord, not because I did it so perfect. Something came on my life. I had peace. I was comfortable. I had strength. Something came on my life. But you love me enough to deliver me out of that. Do I have to be perfect? No. It says in verse 17, if you read in Isaiah 38, he puts our sins behind his back. Like, I know they're there. We're not going to talk about that right now. It's not because you're so perfect. It's because God is just so wonderfully kind. Because he's so good. Because he'd go over and beyond anything you're even asking for. Puts the sins behind. And it's such a reason to praise him. Such a reason to thank him. To love him and go, Father, help me to walk humbly before you all my days. That will keep your heart humble. Did you know that praying, asking God for help, and praising are acts of faith? They're acts of humility, too. Because especially if you have a bad day, if you go, Thank you, Lord, you gave me a scripture, you gave me a word. And I trust you. You're the God of heaven and earth. You can pull things back in time. You can redeem time. You're reversing, restoring, recovering things for me. I praise you. That's a very powerful position. It is. Try it. You'd be surprised how this dark cloud could lift off of you. I mean, really, it can. Get to a place Like where you're praying alone, where you're praising alone. And you can be loud. No one can hear you, and you don't even have to be on tune. No one knows. But God hears you. He said he hears you. He sees our tears. He hears our praise, too. I'm going to show that to you in just a second. Now, Isaiah tells... Hezekiah, after this, I'm paraphrasing some of it. You could read it, the whole thing, later. He says, now I want you to take some figs and I want you to put it on the boils, I think they were. I'm not sure exactly what his disease was. It doesn't say, but that's okay. I don't, I don't like to know details. <laughs> you know, don't look it up. Some of that stuff's gory. You know, if they give you a, a, a diagnosis, <sighs> wow, no, you don't need to go there. So he just tells them, he says, put some figs on there. Now, I don't know why he told him to put figs on there. My, What I would tell you tonight is obey the instructions of the Lord he gives to you. Don't just follow everybody else. Do what he says for you to do. It's different. That's what's beautiful about praying and getting your heart before the Lord. Sometimes you've read different books or whatever, and you're like, I'm going to do just what you do. I'm, I'm like, please don't do just what I did. Let God tell you what to do and just obey that. Now, uh, yeah, does he do different things? I'll just give you a real quick example in the New Testament of three different healings of blind eyes. One, he asked two blind people, he goes, do you believe I'm able to heal you? And they said, yes. He lays hands on them and they see another man comes up to him he lays hands on him he says do you see he says a little bit he lays hands on him a second time and then he sees clearly well he laid hands on this one one time and he did two times over here and then there's another blind person and he spits in the clay and he puts it on his eyes and he says go wash in the pool of Siloam well how come he didn't do him the same I don't know he didn't He's unique. He does different things. He told and impressed Dodie Osteen to write letters of apologies. I guess she may have had something in her heart that she needed to clear up and that that was part of her healing. He may have you go through with a certain treatment. He may talk to you about that and somebody else didn't go through with that. Just follow the instructions that the Lord gives you where you have to, you don't just follow anything or anyone. Why do you, do you think figs heal? I eat figs. I like figs. But I don't put them on anything to heal me. Do you? I don't think figs heal. But under the instruction of the Lord, they would. It's the Lord using something, and he can bring healing to you. So it's really it has been in my life to just do what God asks you to do it could be in the natural it could be spiritual it could be you know you need to walk in love you need to use more positive words you need to speak more of the scriptures or you know you know lay off the sugar a little bit because Diabetes that doesn't work too well, you know, so he may tell you some things along those lines. And so let him lead and talk to you. He's wonderfully kind, and we're all growing, and so he knows where we are. You don't have to be like anyone else, just like you don't have to pray like anyone else. Bring your heart before the Lord. You'll get answers there. He's really, really, you're an individual person before the Lord. And he wants to talk to you and he wants to do something very special to you. And what happens is you feel like the God of heaven and earth, the king of the universe, loves me. He will hear my prayers even when they're not perfect. He sees my tears. He'll not only just, you know, take the pain out of my body, he'll take the pain out of my life. He'll give me good years Wow, I want to praise him always. What do you need me to do? What do you want me to do, Lord? I'll do whatever you want me to do. And those instructions, boy, that's a good way to live before him. It truly is. So you're thinking, okay, this is like really good, Hezekiah. Everything's good, right? Yeah, kind of, sort of. He does one thing at the end, and I want to encourage us. This has always been a part of the story that was very interesting to me and I've asked the Lord about but I want you to prepare for your healing because I believe you're going to receive something very special from God and you'll have to remember this it's very easy to praise him when everything's good when nothing's hurting you when you get good news you're like yay it's great yeah I feel great But you need to begin and always want to praise him and thank him for what he's doing throughout your whole life. We make those promises. Oh, God, I promise I'm always going to praise you. I'm always going to love you. I'm going to do it all my days, always. But then carrying that through is what we really have to do. So the kings of Babylon, all these ungodly kings, they hear what happened to Hezekiah. They're like, amazing. He gets healed. He's delivered. Like, we want to give him a gift. We want to come and see him. These ungodly kings come to Hezekiah. And he is so glad to see him. Wow, he's feeling kind of important. You, you want to come and see me? And he has them in the palace and he has an opportunity to tell them everything that God did. They came because they heard of this amazing recovery. They came because there was a sign in the heavens and earth. They were big in astronomy. The sun reversed. The sun returned. He had a recovery. How did this happen? They came specifically for that And Hezekiah's like, what do you think he does? What do you think he does? I'm going to give you something, a hint here. God takes a step back to see what's in his heart. If I'm not here, if he's not hurting, what's he going to do? Okay, ready? I got you thinking, right? Okay, so now we're going to go to 2 Chronicles. My Bible is right set up this time. I can read that. This story is written in three different places. Isaiah 38, 2 Kings, and a little bit here in 2 Chronicles 32. In verse 25, Hezekiah rendered or repaid not again according to the benefit done to him. I'm going to explain that in just a second. For his heart was lifted up, and therefore there was wrath upon him, upon Judah and Jerusalem. Now it says he later humbled his heart, and so the wrath and all didn't happen in his day. It did happen for his children now I want to read another translation of that. Okay, are you ready for this? Or you are like, "Huh?" Oh, I was. Because I've done this, haven't we all? God's done good things for us, been so good, done a big thing. We were praying, oh, God, please, if you do this, I promise I'm just going to do this, and then I'm never going to forget it, always. And then you forget it. And then you forget to, to all that he's done to help you. And you're like, I, I didn't thank you for that. I didn't actually give back to you what you've done for me when I had that opportunity. This will keep us in a place of divine health. This will keep your heart healthy and soft before the Lord too, which will add to your health always. God's good. So another translation, Look at listen to this one. Hezekiah did not return to the Lord according to the benefit or what God had done for him because his heart became proud at such a spectacular response to his prayer. We have to remember it's not, well, you know, this is how I prayed and got that answer. It's prayer to a great God. It's everything of who God is. When you have an opportunity, because you're going to receive something very special from God, when you have an opportunity to tell somebody of what God did for you, remember to give him the glory. Remember to render to him all thanksgiving. Let me tell you what God did for me. One of the verses as I was recovering that I always quoted all the time was, I'll live and not die and declare the works of the Lord. I said it all the time when I was in a tremendous, ridiculous amount of pain. I'll live and not die and declare the works of the Lord. And that's what I'm doing today. Declaring the works of the Lord because I prayed perfectly? No. Because I believe in a merciful God who's so good and he hears your prayers and he sees your tears. And he'll do something very magnificent for you. He'll pull back time, he'll cause a recovery. He can put things in reverse to the way they're supposed to be. He's a great and mighty God. He'll deliver your soul from the pit of corruption, of anything that's come on your peace, just like Hezekiah said. He's so good and so good. But we want to go, okay, I want to give it to you. But sometimes I think, I think in that, and it's a prayer, is Father, help me learn how, as we're stepping into Hezekiah's story, to witness of what you have done in my life. In, in that 2 uh, Chronicles 32 and verse 31, it says, how be it in the business of the ambassadors of the princes of Babylon, who sent unto him to inquire of the wonder that was done in the land. They wanted to know. This was such a magnificent healing, such a magnificent thing, the whole land knew about it. And they're like, what happened? They wanted to know how it happened. God left it, him to try him that he might know what's in your heart. What are you going to do? What do you do? You're going to praise him. You're going to talk about all his works, all he's done for you. In the good times and in the bad times. It's easy to do it when you get a really good report. But all the rest of your life, Father, I'm going to declare your works. I'm going to talk about who you are. You're a great God. You're the God of heaven and earth. You would hear my prayers and I don't even have to be perfect at all. You're so good. I want to give you praise all my days, every day of my life. I love you. I'll serve you. My heart is yours. My heart is yours. Now, there was a scripture that when I was uh, recovering, interesting, out of Jeremiah, uh, Jeremiah 31. And it says, For the Lord has redeemed Jacob and ransomed or rescued him from the hand of him that was stronger than he. I like that because I thought this sickness that I had, It's too strong for me. It's trying to come in my life the same way I prayed years ago. It's too strong for me. But it's not too strong for the hand of God. And God's hand can get a hold of me and rescue me and pull me out of that situation. And I'll praise you, Lord, all my days for how good and kind and merciful and loving your hand is. And forever will be. You'll get many answers in your life. God's will for you is to have years and good years. Years with peace. They won't be perfect. But the next thing you pray about, he'll help you get through that too. And the next thing after that, he'll help you with that too. And what you'll find out is, what I've learned in my life is the faithfulness of God. He's faithful with everything and anything. He's good and he's God. He pulls back time for us. Is that a loving father? Well, as I was studying this, I, I, was, I found this sweet, sweet little story I have to share with you. And it's something to remember about being thankful. It just kind of caught me. But it was this teacher named Mrs. Klein and she had this class of underprivileged students. And so she was like, okay, it's around Thanksgiving. I want all the kids to first grade, draw out and illustrate what you're thankful for. So everybody, draw out. And she's like, boy, these kids don't have that much. I mean, how are they going to, what are they going to draw? Are they going to draw a turkey? Are they going to draw, what are they going to draw? They don't have too much. And she thought, I just wonder about that, especially little Douglas, Little Douglas, she said, was a particularly forlorn little child that just kind of stayed in her shadow most of the time, and she kind of felt sorry for him. What is he going to draw that he's thankful for? So they're all drawing. They're all drawing. And she notices on Douglas's paper, as everybody, he drew one big hand. And everybody was like, a hand... What, what are you thankful for? Whose hand is it? Is it the hand one child said? It's the hand, of the, the hand of the farmer that gathers all the turkeys and brings all the turkeys. That's the hand. He's thankful for the farmer's hand. And another little girl goes, no, I think he's thankful for the policeman's hand because the policemen protect us. Is that what he's thankful Whose hand is it? He just drew a hand. Whose hand is it? He's thankful for a hand. What hand is he thankful for? And she just kind of had fun because the kids were all engaged in it. And Douglas was quiet. He wasn't saying anything. So as the kids went back to their work, she leans over to Douglas and she goes, Whose hand is that? And Douglas says, It's your hand, teacher. And she said, I had forgotten. I usually always grab the hands of my children. But I grabbed Douglas' hand and and I'd help him. And I grabbed the hands of the other children too, but Douglas was thankful for my hand, for my hand that would help him. You can be thankful for the hand of God that will help you get through. You can tell somebody else about the hand of God and how merciful it is on you. The hand of God. The hand of God. She extended her hand to others. But one little child said, I'm thankful. Noticed. Never forget the hand of God that will bring you through. That will hold you tight in the middle of the night. That will take you out of the grip of the enemy. Out of the grip of disease, darkness, depression good he's so good and that's the story of Hezekiah so let me pray for you one more time father I thank you Lord for your truth your kindness your love your words that bring healing and I ask you tonight as these sleep father you continue to speak to their heart and they'll always remember your good and kind hand that will pull them through whatever they're going through right now and i thank you as they pray father you will speak to them and they'll know you heard them and you'll deliver them and defend them and protect them and pull back time and restore things for them in jesus name Amen. And I prayed right that time, right? In Jesus' name. (laughs) Thanks for listening to this message. For more about The Ark, visit thearkchurch.com.